This episode of That Record Got Me High is sponsored by Is This Tomorrow. Is This Tomorrow, a weekly web comic, features absurdist humor and seriously silly amusement keyed to the sophisticated palette of discerning listeners like you. Since migrating online in 2003, Is This Tomorrow has always been absolutely free with no annoying advertising or paywalls. Visit isthistomorrow.com. You'll find hours of archived entertainment, hundreds of comics to distract from work, responsibilities, or just the existential pain of being alive. Dig through the archive for special Halloween comics, autobiographical strips, and even some in Anaglyph 3D. And check out our Society6 merch page for lots of Is This Tomorrow swag. Society6 forward slash Is This Tomorrow. New strip every Monday. Now in color. Is This Tomorrow.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. <laughs> and today we are going to talk about Guided by Voices, and we're not doing it alone. we got a special guest. We do. It is Mr. D- Derek Hyde. Hey, Derek. Hello. Hey, Derek. Uh, now he plays in a band called the Pop Skulls. Right. But I know Derek. I've known you for probably like 25 years. When did the creepy... Uh, uh, creepy Tees start. Creepy Tees uh, started in about 1998. Oh, okay. Seven, maybe eight, then got sidelined by my heroin addiction when I moved to New York. Well, things happen. <laughs> Who, you? <laughs> Great job. Good That's job. A good little boy like me. Yeah, well. Things happen. A nice little non-Jewish boy. Uh, yeah, so 20 years. I know uh, Derek from the Creepy Tees and now the Pop Skulls. And also, <laughs> I didn't now I didn't know till recently that you were a really big Guided by Voices fan, though. It doesn't come across in right. the music that much, but I, it comes across maybe in some guitar lines, things here and there. But I don't think everything that you're a big fan of is necessarily oh, yeah, uh, yeah. directly influenced into what you do sometimes. I but agree. I'm a very big, big, yeah. big Guided now, by so Voices This fan. is going to be interesting because I'm a Guided by Voices fan, and I'm a, I'm a fan, I have a lot of their records, and I, and I love them, but I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a, a manic. True or, believer? Uh, no, I am a true believer. I don't know, but I, I think Derek's a bigger fan. From what I get, to, okay. I, I know Derek's a bigger I, fan I just buy me. every record as it comes out. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I know Derek's a big fan, and, and so, but I'm a fan. I have to. But Barry is, is was never really. And it's not that I'm not a fan, it's that I never even, they just didn't cross my radar at all. You never delved. You Barry's never delved. a so bad the, boy. Well, this not should be really. interesting, because this is your first it's really for, uh, foray into a classic, I would say, a classic uh, record. Right. Say yep. we're doing a, a propeller. That's the record we're doing. That's what Derek picked, and it's a great pick because it, when you think about it, it's it's a really big record for them because it could have uh, potentially was supposed to be the last record, and it came out in uh, 1992. What's interesting is the the four albums before it and the one EP before that. Uh, <clears throat> It's a they have a completely different sound almost and an almost some of it in the early four records sounds like they're they're getting their sound getting their legs others right. sounds like REM kind of stuff right 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 exactly. so and exactly. as a lot of it's a little scattered on those first four records and those first four records really sound like local releases yeah um, what's interesting about Propeller is if in the in the documentary Watch Me Jumpstart where um, the other guys in the band said that he, he saved, they saved all the best songs. It was supposed to be the last pot shot attempt. Right. And they put it out and send it out to um, college stations. The other guys did, not Bob Pollard. Right. Um, like kind of behind his back, <laughs> <laughs> hand pressed it and sent it out to the press. He knew the record was being done, but right, didn't right, know right, it was right. going out to those people. Um and the, the and it all had custom covers, right? Yeah, it, all like hand uh, like five hundred, yeah. five hundred custom different covers, right? Yeah, the and, original. And impression. so that 
there was like on lot like I saw one went for six grand on eBay or eight grand. Yeah, because the it's it's become a milestone record because it's sort of in between where they went and where they were. Um, because the the first four records have kind of like they're they're done in studios. They're a little more polished. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, but the songs on Propeller. That are li- that are recorded like that are bigger and better and louder right, and more right, catchy. Right. <laughs> and then there's also the lo-fi stuff that sort of is the omen for what came next. On right, but my understanding, thousand yeah. alien. Lanes. My understanding was that all that stuff, that whole record, was recorded in a real studio, and it was real. And then the hi-fi, the lo-fi aspect of it was sort of engineered. Uh, after the fact, for this recording at least, do you think that's is that accurate or not accurate? I, I'm not sure about that. That's probably true. Um, that that's a, a, a factoid. I'm, I'm not a hundred. I can't back a hundred percent. Well, it's also we should say, but it, it does sort of like get to where they're going, where they actually did record. They kept the money from Matador and recorded <laughs> right. in the basement. Uh, right, right. And recorded yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, right. and shit yeah, right. in the basement and on four tracks. Just uh, But you can hear that on some of the tracks on Propeller. You can hear that starting to happen, even oh, yeah, if it was yeah, recorded yeah. in the studio. It goes between, like, the two. Oh, yeah. Right, right. And and it's also hard. I was going to say, it's. It, we should point out, it's sometimes hard to get actually what actually went on everything, because it's hard to get a straight story out of uh, right. Bob Pollard. Sometimes they'll say, oh, we did this, and then you find out later, no, that's not exactly well, how the, it happened. Listen to the other guy, like Mitch Mitchell, right. um, when he talks about it, I think that's where you get the real information. Right, 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 yeah, because yeah, Bob's not always all about real information. <laughs> Which I understand. Or maybe I mean, just, you have to create yeah, yeah, yeah. a mystique and all. I get that. Right, right. Or maybe just not actually remembering what happened because... Yeah. <laughs> all right, so so all right. So basically what happened, Bob Pollard, at this point, he, he was a teacher. He was teaching fourth grade elementary school. He had a family, had a wife, two kids, and basically... The whole um, Guided by Voices in the 80s, they were just this band, this local band, Dayton, Ohio band, that put out their own records. They, mm-hmm. they would make the, they would call themselves, they would say the, uh, they made up different record label names, right? And um, Rockathon was uh, was a big one that he said that, that was their label. Well, the Rockathon became their label. It became their label, their but, label but they now. still said it, it was... Um, Rockathon. Even before they would, they would just put a label like it was there. <laughs> yeah, it was all self-released. It right, all, right. Yeah. Self-released stuff, and hardly any. You know, they they had like a small cult following, and they didn't really. By the time they did this, they hadn't even played live. For they a, weren't playing live in Ohio, right, right, or anything because they didn't get a good reception. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they didn't really. I, I guess until they played the CMJ Fest. Um, in New York, that's I guess where the whole thing started rolling, and the, and the live right. shows really started. Right, and so this, so and this, that's after this record. Right after Propeller, so basically, but Propeller got the the attention of, of, of the Scat, press, of, uh, and and Scat yeah. Records uh, basically, you know, liked it, and they and they they said, oh, we'll put out a record, and then they put out. Same Sam- place the fly got smashed is on Scat too, but I don't know. If oh, that's- is it really? I think they did it after though. I think might they be picked after. it up and released it because they might did be after. Uh, Propeller. They did. It's hard also. to keep track of. Can you it curse? <laughs> yeah, you can curse. Yeah, yeah. It's hard curse. to keep track of this shit. It yeah, really is. It really that's is. That's not cursing. Um, yeah, but then and then they end up. I doing- can do worse. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and then they end up doing uh, Vampire and Titus, which was their first record on Scat, which is a weird record. I mean, it has some cool stuff on it, but it's very noisy. It's hard to listen to. It That's is. not one of my. Fa- it's a lot of people put that up there as one of their favorites. I, know, I like it, it. it, but it's very noisy. It's hard. It's abrasive. a hard listen. Right, but then there's then some good do- songs on it, but then there's some total like. Uh, angular, weird, askew, off the ceiling stuff too. Right. Propeller is more of a rock punch. Yeah, yeah. So, so Barry, let me. What, what did you think? Now, you as coming as a neophyte, as a GBV neophyte. What's your Barry's uh, playing around with the mixer? Well, that, yeah, I'm trying to keep it from rumblings. the mixer from hitting the fucking table. <laughs> you, See, you're doing a good job there. Yeah, I got an engineer. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, okay. Some of the songs on the record would get stuck in my head. Um, and sort of incessantly, which right. is great. And then some of them um, wouldn't, but then when I go back and listen to the record, Rob will tell you that what I do is I go through and I try to pick out the, in, I try to find out where who's who, where the influences are coming from. Right. And so on this record, like Weed King was the one that really would uh, get stuck in my head a lot. And... Um, there's, and I've done this before. What I think about 
at least with this record, because I didn't really listen to the other records, any of the other records. It seems like Robert Pollard is really good at making his wearing his influences just far enough down his sleeve that you can't exactly figure out where it's coming from. So yeah. Weed King, he's singing like a combination of Roger Waters and um, um, Psychedelic Furs um, singer. Um, Richard Butler. Richard Butler. Well, because, And I have to tell you that I heard Richard Butler, on whenever he does the British accent sort of singing, right. I hear Richard Butler, which it would be... I'm not sure is ever listed as one of the things he would have been influenced by, but I, I'm pretty sure he's into that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But what interesting thing about Weed King too is, I believe, unless I'm wrong, somebody's gonna you know email and tell me. I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, they're not kind of my voice is absolutely someone yeah. will. But <laughs> we may get our first hate mail. <laughs> it's I hope so, and I hope it's because of me. I hope it's because of Derek. Yeah, yeah um, it well, probably will be. Go for but, it. But uh, the interesting thing about Weed King is, I'm pretty sure it's the first time that he used the effect on his vocal where he slows uh, it down because it sounds like it's draggy it and it's yeah, off yeah. key. Oh. It's a little and and this is what I I love. This is the first album where you get that first hint of it's off kilter. The ship's rocking yeah, the wrong yeah. way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right, and, right. And right. like and his vocal is just dragged down like an octave yeah and it's, it's a little off key it's a little flat um yeah but it doesn't it's really great it's a really but I, think it's, I think it's purposely so down and he's done this before a lot he's done it on some of the new stuff mm-hmm. it's a trick he uses a lot and it's right, really right. and he should keep using it i mean there's no reason <laughs> to not to not um um repeat that yeah okay well, but stylistically <laughs> the record you uh, you know you asked for my opinion I guess, and it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's all over it's the map. Probably going to be wrong if but. it's got. Well, if it has, <laughs> if it's something that can be done with two guitars, bass, and drums and vocals, it's it's all over the map. Right, it's, as long right. as those things are on there, there are things that sound like. There's a song that sounds like Black Sabbath. There's a song that sounds like. Big Star via, and then Big Star sounding like the Velvets. Oh yeah, and, and I'm sure all those are in there with him as far as things. Oh that he yeah, loves well the new album, the new one, Space Gun, t- totally sounds like Big right. Star, which is great. That's a great, it's a, it's a great, great fucking record. Right? record. Yeah. He's yeah. still doing it. It's That's amazing. why I wanted to make sure I saw them on that tour uh, in Orlando. Oh good, you uh, went to that show. Yeah, I went oh, to nice. that show. It was amazing because I wanted to hear the Space Gun shit live. Right, and it was it was awesome. Well, yeah, but that album is so Big Star. Yeah, yeah. I, it's documented though that he's a big star fan. Oh yeah, yeah. And and he's got the thing is he's got this voice where when you when you become a fan you get into it you just realize oh man he's got such a good voice and I and I've seen him he's he's got one of these voices that you, it sounds like he may be losing it but he gets like stronger as he goes on yeah. and he's just got that rasp that that great rock and roll rasp oh, yeah. that yeah, you yeah, just can't bu- you know you can't fake yeah. Right, and, uh, exactly, and and the more he uses it, and the more he drinks, and the more he's smoking, and does it, it gets like better and better. Yep. Yeah. As the as the show goes on, and the other interesting thing about Propeller is, even though the classic lineup I, is on it, I, I believe it's the first one of the original classic lineup. I hope we get hate mail. Um, <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, and and Tobin uh, Sprout is on it. Yes. But there's no Tobin songs yet. Okay, but that did, comes next. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. But did did he um, did a fourteen cheerleader? Did he uh, co-write that with uh, Bob? I think that one's a. a I believe a so, but he right. sings majorly on it, and he don't, exactly. don't think right, right. Unless I'm wrong, I don't think he sings anything on Propeller on other than backups. Right, right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I think you are right. And uh, all right, so besides uh, t- we mentioned Tobin Sprout, you got uh, Mitch Mitchell. So basically, this was Bob playing with guys that he that. that he, he knew from school. He knew from Dayton, Ohio. Well, they're involved his, in some of the first four records, too, but right. not as, as gelled and cohesive as a lineup right. as it became from here on out. And his brother, Jim, is also like yeah. sort of part of the band. <laughs> yeah, sort of an adjunct member. Right. And you got drummer uh, Kevin Fennell and uh, Dan Tui. 
And then I think it, it, it's really it, it, it's hard to figure out who played what on these records because it's not like you could it just switches around. It does. It switches around because you also have a, a Don Thrasher on live. Drums. It doesn't live. It's <laughs> always solid, but on it, the records it, it switches and that's around. Thing, Barry, I was going to tell you one thing about a lot of a lot of these songs. Like they're uh, they're great as they are in their in their form, whatever lo-fi form. But when you see Gotta Be Voices live, like the first time I saw them, I, I realized, oh wow, these guys. Because I didn't know. You thought maybe they were going to do like. It was going to be like right. a lo-fi thing, yeah, or what guy right. playing a toy drum set? But no, these <laughs> yeah, right. they're, in, they're a rock band, yeah. and they're they they were almost. Well, like yeah, I did watch some well, live arena. Footage. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like an arena. I, I, they aspire to be like. Well, an after arena the rock band. Fir- when they did the first CMJ show, Robert Pollard said, "You know, everyone thought we were going to come out and be this weird band that." Switched instruments on right, stage, exactly, and exactly, he goes, "No, yeah. we just want to go up, rock, and show that we know how to have a good time." Well, on yeah, stage. he definitely, yeah. he definitely <laughs> has an, a, he has a convincing rock front man personality oh, yeah, yeah. on stage because he's a, he, oh, it's he's entertaining a huge, uh, when you're when you're yeah. there live. It's super entertaining. Yeah, he's a huge Who fan, um, obviously. Yeah, Hundred Dollars swinging the mic. A lot of the yeah, moves. big yeah. Who fan for yeah, sure. Yeah, and the Who stuff is that you can hear the Who and is an influence. In some of the uh, on the first track, as a matter of fact, there's some uh, of this, and which we will get into. Oh, that first track is such an epic opener. Oh, I think it's right, one of the get, best let's openers. Let's, on let's, get into, let's get into the record. Side one, first song, "Over the Neptune, Mesh Gear Fox." This is this is probably one of my all time. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> all constructed in the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It starts out with a lie, basically. It's a lie because right. the first time you hear it, you think, "Oh, it's cool." It's, a, it's this it's song does music. not rock. And Do you it hear sounds the voice? Like they're yeah. in front of a huge crowd chanting GBB. You know what, though? I can tell because I've done that. I could tell immediately that it was constructed because it's all the same voices. Oh, it doesn't. No, it sounds fake as shit. Yeah, it sounds. It, it does. No, it's 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 illusory. It, 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 exactly. Right, right, exactly. But it's a but good it's intro. So yeah, it's so great. And then the song kicks in, and then once the song kicks in, it's obvious. So this isn't live. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was done in the studio. But it's such a great opener. It just gets you going. It doesn't. Like, it's a long song. Record. For them too, it is. Well, it's almost like two. And then it's two got or that. Lil- yeah. It's got that lilting, sad, like drunken cats on a fence ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So it starts out. Um, uh, yeah. With uh, um, uh, it, it, this is basically like the. But the lyrics, I gotta say, the lyrics. There's some Pink Floydisms in the lyrics. I I hear a lot of Sid Barrett era. Floyd oh, yeah. lyrically I, in this I, Oh record. yeah, Absolutely. for sure. 100%. His lyrics can be very obtuse and and very you know psychedelic and. But yeah, well, I think Sid wasn't being they, obtuse. I think Sid was really experiencing, <laughs> but yeah. A lot of stream, but on this record especially, when you really, as far as thinking about, this is the record that he put out that could have been the last record, the final record. Right. There he a lot of to, songs. Uh, a lot of these songs on here, sort of, uh, you know, when you get into lyrics, you realize that he's talking about that. He's talking about oh, sort the, of, yeah, of going into, bed. yeah, putting it to bed, and either just being into, going into a normal life, or can you have? Well, a but then life? what I love and what uh, some of my favorites are his straight ahead, heart wrenching like love songs. Oh yeah, that yeah. Is unrequited heartbreak songs. They'll break your yeah. They'll break your. He'll break your heart. That bastard. That's big star, <laughs> right? All right. So he says, so in this song it's a, and hey let's throw the great party today for the rest of our lives. The band is just about to get started, so throw the switch. It's rock and roll time. And Special it- <laughs> elixirs flow, and then the onion lady blows. Kisses to the crying cooks with baited hooks and lady looks. Hey, that's that's pretty great. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, right that really is. They're great, and then it, uh, then it goes into that part, sort of the middle break part where it goes. I'm much greater than you think. I'm a swimmer in the drink. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. And then it goes into this whole outro part where it's like, it's almost like That's the other the part. Cats on the fence. It's the yeah. Mesh Gear, yeah, the Mesh Gear Fox part. And then I'll that, come that back outro and solo. marry you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and finally goes, it, it's. It's not the way that I feel that I feel. It's the way you act. It's the way you look when you're near me. And yeah, it, see, there's the heart-wrenching stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. And uh, it's the things you say and the things you do go right through me. Wow, yeah, that's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And then one last epic sloppy guitar solo. Right. It's very right. sloppy. So uh, now, I, so um, let, me, let me back up a little. Now, wasn't Bob Mould somewhat 
responsible for spreading the word about them? Wasn't he? Was didn't he? He was one of them. They had fans. They had like these people. Uh, um, uh, who high else? profile. Yeah, fans. yeah, right. High profile. Yeah. But well, the Strokes kid. Albert Hammond. Basically, I think he did. Uh, yeah, he yeah. Did. as much as I fucking hate the Strokes, <laughs> but he is a huge guy. Yeah. He's probably at least as big a guy. It might as be the band. one good thing about him. <laughs> that and the Barbizon connection. The be a bottler just look like one. You would like that connection. Yeah. Yes, I would. <laughs> oh man! All right. So then we go into song number two is Weed King, which which I'm gonna um, say. There's some. I get some. I get Floyd. I get some Hawkwind. In here, even <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, it's got because um, you know first line, long live Rockathon, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, um, yeah, it's almost like yeah, they're doing this is like the the first one was like the the amp that rock is it anthem a commercial, or? and this is like the stoner more of the yeah, like, this is early seven. This is very early seventies. They should use this for dispensaries. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. The, the jingle for dispensaries. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, because it's kind of like a like a like a free association slacker anthem to weed. Yeah, uh, uh, and it, this song also has a, a, a outro, like an epic outro, and it goes um, for the dreams of the, of week, the week king, we, we all sing. sing. Yeah, yeah. say yeah. that over and over again. Yeah, um, dancing around the lady's face as we learn the sound. We can't keep this violent pace, though we know that haste makes waste. And I'm giving you a ring. <laughs> Thank you. I and never a- actually understood that line. <laughs> I never like looked it up or read it. I just like, well, the, I just right, you know right. just kind well, of based on the sound it. of the song. I'm gonna say that that's a like a token ring. It's got that, oh like, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Well he well as not a big as opposed guy, to a token ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does it. He's very. There's also a lot of. Wizard things, and he does, yeah, they get yeah. into well, a lot of that. that that's too. where the Hawkwind, and, <laughs> yes, you yes. know, he's really Hawkwind are also influences on him as well. Of course. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, big influence. Well, there's some. Maybe we'll do a Hawkwind record, and and uh, that'll be fun. Because oh, yeah, there's definitely. some there's some shit on Hawkwind records that you're like, okay, nobody's doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, Hawkwind's amazing. Yeah. Well, some of it's really, really funnily dated, too. So, <laughs> Yes, it is. All right, so we get the third song, Particular Damage. Now, this is this is one of... Uh, Susan, my wife, hated this song. Well, it, 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 it's... It's a girl repellent. Yeah. yeah, it is. Some songs I hear, yeah, when I'm listening to it, uh, my wife, Alisa, will go like, is that still got it? Yeah, like, what are right. you listening to? She was like, can you just skip this? Yeah, but uh, the thing didn't, is... Actually, though, it didn't bother you know me, though. I, I, there's, this is the magic of GBD sometimes, is... You'll hate a song, and it'll be ugh. and then you just let the record play, and right. like the third time around, it's like whoa, whoa, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then eventually, I find myself liking the whole record. That's exactly right, because you know what I wrote? one thing about God of with Boys the exception records, of a few of their records, but like but still, no matter yeah. what, whether you like it or not, they are just how he wants them to be. Yeah, Robert Pollard, he puts a lot of thought into, even though it sounds like shit is like thrown together, and that he puts a lot of thought. In, well, in I mean, the, he's the he's the he is God of Boys. Oh, the, he is. I mean, I, the Tobin Sprout guy was in. It for a long <laughs> the time. Tobin Sprout guy. Well, actually, there, I, I disagree because some of the um, uh, records with other. Are line- you sending me hate mail? <laughs> On right live, go ahead, do it. Do it, Derek. Right I disagree now. with them. Go do ahead. it. No, that's fine. You go. <laughs> just I know nothing. You just friended me on Facebook. You might be sorry. About <laughs> that. Um. Yeah, no, no it's I, like, I think it'll probably be you that'll be sorry about it. You'll, you know. Uh, no, there's, yeah, you'll be sorry, Derek, believe me. Did you see the spinning sausage video in the, the garbage I, disposal yeah, I put up I, today? I did at lunch today. Thank you so much. <laughs> I um, so I, I, I just, I mean, he's still, you know, when you go to, Tobin's Sprouse not in it anymore. No, but the, the, the current lineup is great. They it's, are. It's they really are. good. They're and the records are great. Though. But there is a marked difference. Between okay. the uh, late, I call it the the lineup right after this. Yeah, okay. Um, isn't as good. It was more. Well, I think it was more. This was more a uh, collaborative. I get the earlier stuff. There was it was yeah. more like a band. But thing. then the reunion records again are completely back to this whole feel. Right. It's uh, like no yeah, time had I passed. So. And then the new records uh, with the new lineup kind of keep that feel but the solo records some of those are real like 
uh, lackluster. They sound the samey, especially that run with Todd Tobias after a while. Oh, it just okay. became so. Yeah, he is guided by voices, but he needs the other guys, and yeah, he, he needs the so. right guys. I think so. Well, I think that's that's also why he he makes the other product. He gives them other names though, because they are different things. Or even when he yeah, no, just a straight Robert up Pollard. solo, yeah. just okay, a straight yeah. up solo records. Those runs of those, like some of those are like some are great. And it, some they're very are, hit or miss. Very hit or miss. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. not. So there's definitely like like a, a difference between um, between the two for sure. It's not. I was thinking about Robert Paul. I was thinking about that great Marky Smith uh, quote where he'd say, "If it's me and my granny on bongos, it's the fall." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Uh, that was true. All right, but so uh, a particular like, damage. It, it is kind of uh, Philly, and he says, "Oh God, uh, whiskey nose." That's the line in there. Oh God, whiskey. So maybe he was drinking some whiskey when uh, when that song is on there. But then we get to the fourth song, "Quality of Armor." Yeah, yeah. Which oh is God, such a great song. Oh God, talk about a rave. I I I I play this and I want to smash things. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing. These songs, when they play these songs live, it's like it's it's times a hundred percent more. I mean, they they just even you know as great as they are on the record, they're their own thing on the record. But these songs are so good that that um, when you hear them live. Uh, they're just so great. But this song, so it starts out a cappella, just the words, oh yeah, going to drive my car. Well, it's be- I'm Beatles. You oh. just got to say, I mean, you know. Oh, he's a, oh, yeah. he's a, he's a, he's Beatles a Beatles giant yeah, Beatles yeah. fanatic. He yes. He yeah. really, he is. Which you could hear, yeah. You could definitely hear, yeah. He's someone that, that wears influences on his sleeve, but also just, uh, I mean, Derek, would you admit that there's, there's no one like him in music? There's, there's no one like... Uh, Robert Pollard. Yeah, he's his own animal. He, he's, he's written, like he's a, written over two thousand. There's yeah. well over two thousand songs now that are that are he's officially released by him in the pantheon of, of a Lou Reed or or right, a, um, exactly. you know or or a Pete Townsend or a Ray Davies. Right, he's in exactly. that pantheon. But even of, but the thing people. is, when you, those guys they have maybe. 400, 500 songs, 600. He's got yeah. over 2,000 yeah. songs. So it's like, yep. he's just... They're not uh, all good, though. They're not, but still. But still, it's like... Waiting for the hate mail. <laughs> well, I don't think that... There's, you a, know, lot good, and, there's a lot of you know, great ones, though. I, I, oh, I'm, you're talking to a gigantic fan. No, so, yeah, you no. Know, you I could mean. say it. You're allowed. You could say it. Well, what Susan said was he doesn't seem to have a, the editing gene. Like... Well, um, he wants. Oh, yeah, and that's just on propeller. But actually, propeller is great all the way through. You got to hear some of the other. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Okay. And and that, and that's the thing about uh, that's because you're new to this. You, propeller once it sinks in, yeah. it's oh, great it the well, whole way through. Well, but yeah, yeah, the editing gene that you ain't even like you don't even know that yet. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So he's singing uh, as we as we as we're sitting there in the final stages, staring uh-huh. at the screen as the battle rages. Yeah. You were finding God in the dictionary taking, taking photographs, photographs in the cemetery oh yeah gonna drive my car gonna drive so again this this to me is sort of like it could be saying uh the quality what's the quality of armor it's like uh it, it, it he, he's sort of um he's saying um you know sort of like gonna drive my car gonna go real far it's sort of like this he's uh, Aspiring to this one thing, to be this, you know, to be to be able to to make his music and to be in a rock and roll band, but it's like he's got this this uh, responsibilities. You know, at this point, his family was like, "What? What are well, you doing? 60, what the right? fuck so are you doing?" He's like six. He's born in fifty eight, so he's sixty years old, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So him, he was already like an older. They were guy. they weren't young when when they you know. Yeah, he said he time. started oh, no, the band yeah. in like eighty two, and this is eleven years later. So. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. They were slogging it out for a lot of years right, before. Right, right. And they're wondering like, what are you? Uh, when are you going to give this up already? You know. Yeah. And uh, his family told him that. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, then you know he uses the the, the shadow of a doubt line beyond the shadow of a doubt, which is uh you know there's. Patricia Highsmith novel Shadow of a Doubt and also uh, Sonic Youth song about the Patricia Highsmith song and so I wondered if he was hearkening back to that Sonic Youth tune Shadow of a Doubt and oh you never know because he, he's like a never know and I love the line uh, beyond the shadow of a doubt beyond the power of your clout beyond the secret bogus world 
beyond the Montezuma Halls. So he takes you down this sort of instant history, ancient history trip. Oh, you know, he's great at that. He's great at just. Yeah. Putting what was he? And he he's he's like, like an English professor, but he's a fourth grade. No, teacher. he's not an English professor. No, he's not. He's, <laughs> yeah. a, he's an elementary, elementary school, school teacher. School teacher. Well, well, another thing I love about this tune is it's an alt. It it, it gives you that that rise of all this majestic stuff, but it's also teetering and staring into the abyss, and it's a car crash too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. an impending doom to it. Right, right. Absolutely. Along with the euphoria, and it just makes you want to jump around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this song for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's, uh, this is a good point. Let's uh, take a little break, refresh our drinks, tell you about our sponsor, and then we'll be back in, uh, in a Briefly. Of, briefly with more he of He can't uh, seem to get it out. Got we'll be back in propellers. just a second. All right, bye. This week's episode of of That Record Got Me High is brought to you by Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow started out as a comic that ran in the Tallahassee, Florida college paper, The Florida Flambeau, in 1991. After running a number of strips, the editor became infuriated with the content of the strip, finding it inappropriate for the readers of a college paper. After a strip about a bachelor party where Barney Rubble was killed after an argument with a pimp, ITT was no more. Luckily, many of these early strips that survived are available on the isthistomorrow.com website in the archives. In the past 15 years, Is This Tomorrow has appeared weekly, though the format has changed. The current strips are in a full color and focus on current events and the absurdity of modern life. Many of the strips in the archive cover genres such as science fiction, satire, horror, biography, humor, and true crime. ITT has no paywalls and no fees required to enjoy, so make ITT the second window open on your computer at work that you minimize when your boss boss walks up to your cubicle. IsThisTomorrow.com and for associated merchandise, Society6.com forward slash IsThisTomorrow. That's IsThisTomorrow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. We are back. That record got me high. That is Rob Elba. That's Barry Stock. And we're here with our special guest, Derek Hyde. Of Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking uh, GBV Propeller. And we're on song number five, which is Metal Mothers. And uh, this is a great song. Really This is the only one off this record that they played live on the Space Gun Tour. Oh, really? It's the only one on the record. And it was... If my, you know, alcohol-addled brain remembers correctly, it was sort of in the middle. Oh, really? And when I heard it, <laughs> well, I was like, I would yeah, have, There's probably the a, air. you know, usually on YouTube you can find like a video of the whole concert, usually. Oh, yeah. Usually. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. No, I saw the, I'm in the Facebook group for Guided by Voices. I think you are, too. Yes, I am. And um, somebody posted the, um, the set list from Orlando, yeah. so I got, yeah, oh, I okay, got to okay. see where it was. So, but uh, yeah, when they played it, I I, re- I just remember that like just just putting my fist in the air on this one. <laughs> so <laughs> who's this about? Uh, Tune in rock star. Tune in rock star. There's no dark spot running <laughs> yeah. around your face. You find time to get laid. You find ways to get paid. He's from Cleveland, right? Dayton. 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 Oh, okay. Dayton, Ohio. Not close. even close. Yeah. Close. Is it okay? You you don't see no uh, busted rain clouds watering up your days, and so set in your ways, and so fixed in your gaze. <laughs> Is it Gene Simmons? <laughs> so he. So these well, but like, let's talk about Ohio. That it's got a great rock and roll. True. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. We covered something that in, in the, the drinking Mopa water Hoople, thing, right? Yeah. Ian Hunter said that they were. Nobody in the co- everybody on the coast, east and west coast, thought the glam thing was bullshit, and the kids in Cleveland totally were into it. That's yeah, where the song Cleveland it. Rocks yeah. came from. Like if you threw uh, and and they're a little bit late uh, uh, GBVR, um, but if you threw them back, I think a few years they wouldn't be out of place in, in some of that pre punk stuff. Or, oh right, right, right. You oh, know, for and, sure. and oh, that yeah, Perry yeah. Ubu scene, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. they wouldn't Rocket be too far out. Of, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't be too out of, too out of place in that. Right, but yeah, who knows what the who that's about? I mean, that, <laughs> I know sometimes it it's might hard. be. A, I think it's an amalgamation of the rock star yes, dream. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't agree, think it's right. anybody in particular. There okay. might be some Keith Richards in there. There might. Yeah. yeah, it's just an amalgamation of people. I believe a lot of yeah, and a lot of this record is about the rock star dream because he's sort of th- thinking, you know, is this going to be the end of his rock star dream when it was actually the beginning of the beginning? <laughs> yeah, which is pretty. Well, awesome. it's such a strong record. I mean, no wonder it garnered. 
attention when the yeah. guy sent it out behind his now, back. You know. To- let me ask you, what do you think? Because I was thinking, if the if they had put out this record and it had been like all their other records, like we had no one really cared, didn't do anything. I don't think he still would have quit, though. I think he would have still. I don't think he would have either. Right? Yeah, I don't think so. There's too much. Yeah, it's it's that thing where it's in your blood. Yeah, Yeah, it's in your DNA. Yeah. What the hell would he have done with all those songs he was writing? Yeah. All right, so have to go somewhere. So this song again has another great uh, outro guitar solo. This one has a really good uh, good Mm -hmm. guitar solo at the end of it, and uh, that's why I love Pollard will never shy away from the rock and roll like lead and the song cliche thing. Like it's fine, you know. Even though they were like a they were indie band, whatever, it didn't matter. Like he wouldn't shy away. Oh, I don't think I think they were I think they were um, um, pigeonholed into that. I don't think that's by you're right. I don't think that's by design. No, I don't think so. He would. Always, I think he would always consider himself a classic rocker, just like a classic rocker. Well, that's a, here. I'm gonna bring up the word. Well, you know the four P's: psych, punk, prog, psych, punk, prog. What's yeah. it? Pop. Oh yeah, that's right. That's perfect. Yeah. Is that something you made up or? No, 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 <laughs> no. That's that's, that's really a good. known that's a known thing right. among fans. There is that's, prog. Yeah, there's prog in there too. I, I wish I could have said, oh, lots of prog. <laughs> right. Not on this record as much, but on <laughs> later. You know, you'll, you'll oh, hear. Oh yeah, it. absolutely. Okay, so here's the word that I'm going to use that that separates them from um, another. Because Susan said they reminded them of somebody else that we've had on the show that we've d- recovered on the show, and but the word is irony, and so they're far less ironic than pavement. But she said this just this reminds it's that the same sort of vibe, and it reminds me of that that it's cl- it's clever, but. It's but there's less cheeky irony. There's more heartfelt. Uh, apparently, right? right. Okay, yeah, I, agree. I agree. Okay, I was waiting till we got to pavement. Okay, okay here's <laughs> my, do it. Do here's it. My, here's my thoughts. Okay, okay. Pa- this has aged so much better than pavement. Thank has. you. Thank you. I disagree. <laughs> it's aged so much he's right. better. No, he's right. Um, pavement is cheesy in the light of this stuff. Uh, it is. This I, is I, better I totally songwriting. Disagree. It's more. It. This is a universe. It's a world. It's an imagination. It's something that pavement lacks. Thank you. A mic drop. I would, if these mics weren't expensive, I would take Derek's mic and drop uh, these, it on the table right now. <laughs> it's, well, you're, you're using a Shure SM84. I agree with this. Just so we're clear, that's not an <laughs> expensive that. mic. Well, to me, it's expensive. <laughs> uh, we're on a budget here. This is a uh, podcast on a budget. You don't say. All right. Well, agree to disagree. And we get to the last song on side one, which is Lethargy. And this is a... This is a um, it's credited to to. Uh, I think this Mitch. is the Black Sabbath you were talking. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. credited to Mitch Mitchell, Jim Pollard, Robert Pollard, and uh, and Tobin Sprout. So it's it's one of these. But the vocals, ones. the vocals aren't Aussie, but the music is definitely Sludge era. Oh yeah, Sabbath. yeah, yeah. And it, and it's kind of simple. It's kind of a simple, just sort of a um, uh, like a dirgy, it's almost a, little, a dirgy, almost type punk thing. rock. This yeah. is the one of the P's. Right, oh, exactly. Like it's rock. the punk one. But he's got he's got a great uh, Pollard line in this, and it's a great GBB line. It's, I wish I could give a shit just a little bit, <laughs> which is a great line. What's it's the all, difference? It's also the drop octave, slowed down vocal, too. Yes, like yes, kick. yes. Yeah, this song, it almost sounds like Lethargy, like the name of the song. Yeah, yeah, he's making his voice sound like that. I, I don't know what the exact technique is because I didn't do my homework like you guys did. But <laughs> yeah, we have notes. I, I, yeah, I know. No, you're good. You're but good. Um, I, I don't know if uh, the music is kept at the same speed and then the vocal. It sounds is the music down. sounds a little slowed down. I think on this yeah. one, but on Weed King, it doesn't. Right. Right. And on yeah. Some of the uh, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think Weed King is artificially slowed down. I think it's just I him think the singing vo- with something's him. done to the vocal. He's just. No, I think he's just singing from a little lower down. Um, in but his when viscera. you hear some of the. St- uh, uh, Has he ever done so- that live? No. You always want to. F- oh, no. Never done Weed King live, huh? Well, no, he oh, has. Yeah, yeah. No, they have. I've never seen them do it live. <laughs> well, you, all you got to do is like yeah. go on YouTube as your friend. You I'm wanna- lazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
You have lethargy. Um, You're affected by lethargy. All right, so now we begin side two with another great classic yeah, song, Unleashed the Large-Hearted Boy. Oh, this is punk rock again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And it's got a... Um, with uh, power pop, it's so happy. It's, it's, it's another one like Quality of Armor where it just makes you euphoric. Exactly, exactly. And uh, it's got that great opening, that great bass... Uh, yeah, the, the, the bass, bass riff opening. drives it. Yeah, the bass riff drives it. Oh, you and, know what? Uh, I'm, they may have done this at the Orlando show. I'll have to look it up. Uh-huh, but I yeah. probably won't. <laughs> probably. This is a good... I mean, I think just about every time I've seen them, they've done this song. Um, dr- driven to the fields, whipped like a slave. Yeah. Ready for the out. Ready for the beast. For the beast unleashed, unleashed the large-hearted boy. So who's he talking about? Who's the large-hearted boy? I think it's him. him. Yeah, I think it's himself, right? That I, I can figure that out. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is. It's the 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 last ditch attempt album thing, maybe. Oh right, they, right, right. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah, you know because they. It's know. up to you to stay put. She was on the other foot. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> so great, right? <laughs> see, it's great, isn't yeah. it, Barry? It is. Yeah, it, it just see the uh, his songs have a way. A lot of them just sort of getting under your skin, and then you listen to them again. You go, oh yeah, that song. Man. But yeah, you, you're you're new, so you have to like. Keep listening yeah. to it before this you, happens. It's going to take years. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem with doing a, that record got me high podcast is that basically we have to move on to the next you, record. You listen to a record for a week, whether you like it or not. Oh yeah, because it's your it's a it's a uh, it's you get your convenience store job well, is you gotta you gotta it's your homework. It homework. It's homework. It's it is, like for real. doing a book report every week, and and I have Zappa coming up, so that's uh, right. But I, this, but next, I week, know, right? Better you than me, man. Thank you. Yeah, which one? Apostrophe. Uh, apostrophe. We're doing it uh, at Laser That's Iron one of the Slide. more tolerable ones, I think. Uh, we'll see. It? I've never. I like the Mothers of Invention. Rob. I'm not. I always wondered if Metal Mothers was like about the Mothers well, yeah, of Invention. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah. Well, I, or I a see, reference to. Not about, but a reference to. I could see Pollard being a fan of some of his stuff, though, right? Yeah, well, I, I love the Mother stuff. The Frank Barry Zappa does, stuff. Barry does too. You do yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, I love the Mother stuff, but after that, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at, too. Red Gas Circle. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, sort of a lo-fi uh, acoustic, which I like. I like the strummed acoustic songs that he puts uh, that he has on his records They're, to sort of break up the rockers. In a recent interview, I think he said he calls them... Um, tra- or, I don't know if it was a recent interview. It's okay. Nobody's going <laughs> to check. An interview. Um, where he said he calls them uh, set-up songs. Oh, okay, okay. Because what comes next... Like really uh, highlights against that one, right, right, right. Contrast, I think, is the word. Yeah, and, and yeah, this, but he he actually calls them setup songs. Okay, and and this one I think is definitely a reference to the band themselves, which they thought this was going to be the end of the band because they go, we went ahead, we went ahead and set it up and knocked it down. You see a, uh, you see it falling, and now it's crumbling. To the cold, unforgiving ground. So that's the band. Yeah, I think that's got yeah. my voices. That's right. I never thought of that, but yeah, yeah, yes. I, I, I can agree with that. You yeah. did it, and then he says, "You did it. You had a hand in it, and now it's circling around." Oh yeah, it's circling around. Yeah, but red gas circle sounds like uh, like uh, like you got a hot plate at a motel. <laughs> Well, sometimes I think he'll just call a song oh, something. Okay, it okay. won't necessarily. Right, okay. Yeah, it won't I like that. Good. I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I might use that. There you right. Go. Okay. But he says, uh, and he says, "I'm coming back to this world to get things straight." So it's almost like he's saying he's contemplating quitting music and just going straight, which is going straight, just teaching, going back to his uh, school teacher job. Yeah, just yeah. a school teacher and raising his kids, whatever. Which we know. Well, obviously, he he did raise his kids, and by all accounts, he was a he was an he said himself he was an Okay, Dad. <laughs> not the best, but not the worst. I don't have the bio yet, so I don't know. But oh I'm, yeah, that's right. The bio yeah. is it's coming out like no, it's already it, out. It is out. Yeah, I, I have to get that. Yeah, I have to get that. It sounds really good. So what about Exit Flagger? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, all I could think about with Exit Flagger was somebody like either the person when you're trying to lead the concert who's got the who's like directing the traffic on, out of the parking lot. Or a person on the highway, like the cops say, you know, they close the highway and there's somebody, did I get that all wrong? No, I think, but if you take that and transpose it to a girlfriend, 
or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's what I think this through, is. Yeah, I think so too. But I think the imagery comes from what Barry just said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, definitely. You, you transpose it onto, I think it's a relationship thing. It's one of his heart wrenching right. tunes yeah. that rocks like hell. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, because what he's saying is he 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 isn't going to stay on the, in this relationship anymore. This disappointing relationship. He's going to follow the exit flagger, and he's going to he's going to get the fuck off the highway. Yeah, and he's going to get up, and it's going to find a way out of it. And then, but then he, at the end, he delivers the the kicker, the devastating kicker. I I promise to leave you. <laughs> I saying, I promise yeah. to leave you. Yeah, and then the Tobin harmonies come in on it. Yeah. I to leave. To leave. Oh, it's so this song is such a great song when they play it live, and it is, yeah. So, yeah, I think it is. I think it's one of his his uh, devastating love songs, but as a rocker, as like a really great just yeah. Rock and song. and with um, he uses uh, uh, aviation imagery, marine imagery, and in this case, you know, highway, highway, highway imagery. So, which, which is a rock and roll trope, which yeah, is yeah, sure. it's great. Yes, it, it is great. Oh, and now we get to uh, tenth song, fourteen cheerleader, cold front, which is I, I love this song. This song is. Oh, we were talking about that when we were setting up. The yeah, so so this is a Pollard Sprout uh, a song together, and it's uh, it's one of their beautiful. They have other songs like this. Um, it's the closest you get to a Toby song on this record. Right okay. on this yeah. record. Right, right. Which he. Did, but it's I yeah. guess like I said, it's an introduction to what's coming up next. Right, right. Because live because on like B thousand, like I'm I'm excluding vampire and type. Yeah, yeah, because that's can. a weird is, side. Is, really right? I don't know. <laughs> Hate mail, please. But um, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Derek, but, um, Hyde. don't forget Derek Hyde. This is Derek. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, Derek Hyde at fuckyou.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, well uh, yeah, I'll put your real email address on the. Thank website. you. I hope you do. <laughs> And your address. <laughs> I would love a brick through the window. Three three three. Was it Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's um, it it, it it's a harbinger of of like the the Toby stuff that's right, coming which up. Which is on always great. Three thousand on Alien Lanes, you yes, know, and yes. forward. And and when you see them live, like they'll take a break, and then Toby will will do the song, and like Bob will maybe sit on the stage and just sing back up with it. Yeah. But it's always it, it's always so great when you get the Tobin Sprout song. And Tobin's actually lucky because he gets obviously he gets to have his best songs be the song on the record. You know, the one song probably they'll you know they'll obviously like pick John Entwistle on the Who record. Oh. Well, Right? Yeah, yeah, or a Keith tune on a on a Stones right, record. Right. So it, it isn't going to be a stinker. It's going to be a, the really good oh, song. Oh, it's always like me. It's always right. good. Yeah. Uh, and the, it, I love this song because the, even though the lyrics sound like they could just sort of be nonsensical, but they just they, they just sort of tear at you. It says, um, "Stick close to locker rooms and waving clothes to wear. You will hold them dear to something queer and stare." It's like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but it sounds so good. Yeah, you know? that, that, that could be anything. <laughs> it could be anything, right, right. But it's all about the... Locker room perversions. Right, right. But it's all about the harmonies and the delivery. Oh, yeah, the harmonies are great. Oh, the harmonies so are, like, so perfect. It's like, it's it's at the level of, like, um, Beatles harmonies or something. It's I, yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't say Beach Boys, but I would say Beatles. <laughs> right. Oh, and now we get to the crazy song on this record, Song Eleven, back to which is not really a song. It's a it's a bunch of little pieces oh, yeah, of songs. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. to Saturn X Radio Report. There are some parts in this that piss me off because I want to hear the whole. You want to hear the whole song the ones, exactly? That really who thing? Yes, that's, yes. It's got the can't explain riff. <laughs> yes, yes. But apparently, I've heard the whole thing uh, because it's on. Um, I think the Hardcore UFOs box set has the whole thing. Right. Just about every little snippet on here ended up on something. It, yeah. Either, no, there's a whole. Ver- the no, song. there's a whole version of this with the whole thing uncut. Oh, really? It's Is like it? yeah, oh, okay. it's like seven minutes long or something. Um, it's interesting, but there's parts of it that don't fly as well as others do. <laughs> well, what did you think? What did you make of this, Barry? Like this? Well, I got stuck on that one part because there's a part right at the end of it that sounds like that Pretty Things album, Parachute. Oh, that's the you were that's playing the that's song, the right? Right. Before. It's just okay, a little. Right, yeah. There's a part where they the harmonies are sort of flanged, and I think, man, 
we got to do that record one day because <laughs> I've never read it for sure, but I would imagine Bob was a, a Pretty Things fan that he would. Oh yeah, them, he, right? he's yeah. he's an encyclopedia rock right. and roll like right. you know. So this song, to me, what I think about, I'd imagine is what his what it what it's like in his head all the time. All these little snippets of songs sort of coming in and out. Like this is Bob's head, you know. This is yeah. like all all the song ideas just coming in and out real quick. And uh, I like it. It's really, it's cool. It's The whole thing is short. It only lasts like um, a minute and a half. And he managed to squeeze in like one, two. It have been a whole tune. That, that's <laughs> the only part that pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, he's got some songs like that. Some songs that are like a, a minute long. And you think, ah, that probably could have been like a two and a half, three minutes long. Yeah. You know, it's great. Uh, and now we get to my, from that, we get to my least favorite thing uh, on the record is Ergo Space Pig. <laughs> Which, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is this is so weird, and it's annoying. It's annoying to point. We it's did Artie Rob. Huh? Yeah, is this the one that's just Artie. a dirge in E? Yeah, the one. Okay. Yeah. And he's and he's got that weird uh, distorted vocal, like wah 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 wah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It reminds me a couple weeks ago we did uh, a butthole service, and they had a song called the annoying song. This right, is the right, annoying right. song. Yeah, on this yeah. Song. yeah. <laughs> and purposely so, probably. I think purposely. Purpose, yeah, so. yeah. Like, like I said, nothing he puts is by accident. He puts stuff on it because he wants to be there and he wa- it's, it's just how he wanted it to be and I have no idea what he's saying I have no idea it's got some interesting drumming in it like that uh, quick drumming like Marshall almost like a drum Marshall drumming part in it ergo space pig so cogito ergo psalm I think therefore I am so the song really means therefore space pig <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's a mess. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> there you go. He cleared it up. There we go. <laughs> All right. Now we get into a, a, a circus world, um, which I, I like this song. This song to me is like a lament. Like he's like he's leaving circus world. I think is the is the world of, of the rock and roll, like the rock and roll circus, and it's kind of a lament that he's that he's leaving it. Uh, and he says. Uh, they just don't understand me, and they never will this. All we do, we do for you. Shit gets old and demanding. It never fails to amaze me when I see it all before me. So it's like this thing, like, shit gets old and demanding. Like, like, like he's, this is probably his family talking to him, maybe saying, you know, all right, this is getting old already. You know, you, you're doing this rock and roll thing, this circus, like you're playing in the circus. That's never yeah, gonna, right. Because you got, yeah. well, the second verse has got some more imagery in it a power freak who self-destructs the rightful boys and monster trucks the painted sluts training monkey men i'll call to the door but they won't let me in and the human fly gets smashed again he mixes his blood with tonic and gin and i choke on the sheep stuck in the company of wolves as you raise up on your hind hooves well the human fly gets smashed again is probably uh he's making a self-referential thing to the, back to the the place the fly the got place smashed the fly got smashed but and, and maybe uh, even the cramps with the human fly what was the first line of that thing again that, that you just a read? power freak who self-destructs i think he's talking about himself yeah oh yeah I, right I can totally agree yeah 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 right he's and totally talking about himself he also sort of rewrote this a little bit on um, August by Cake. Are you familiar with that one? Amusement Park that's is great, over. Oh, that's that's Amusement, a great album. I love that. It record. is Amusement Park is over. Think about that compared to this one. Oh, it's a little bit. I gotta go re-listen to that. I gotta go. Listen uh, to check that. out Amusement Park is over. It's like sort of um, self-referential again. Back to this. Right. Right. Without ripping it off or anything. Like, right. 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 I don't want hate mail on that one. <laughs> and then this I'm again, saying that's a good thing. This again has a really cool little lead at the end, and then it's got the outro, and he says, "Too many people involved in the game," and it's like it's like it's, he thinks he's leaving the game, this game, but he's not. He's not leaving it. It's like it's amazing. He's still going, man. He's still fucking. Well, think of how many songs he's written. Want how him many, to leave it? Oh yeah, yeah. He right, doesn't exactly. necessarily want to leave it. No, he does but not. Practicality <laughs> comes down on your head. Yep, exactly, exactly. And uh, all right, so now we get to some some drilling implied, which is an, another uh, another noisy uh, another noisy one. Some drilling implied. Well, we're on side two. Yeah, and he's and he's and he throws in some uh, <laughs> melody. And again, I think he says him. I um, need a sun bath, a winning horse. Of course, I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm simply dying. I know. I knew you would like that. I knew you would like that part, Barry. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And this is, again, I think it's him. Uh, 
lamenting on how he couldn't get the music thing to like work for him. And he's kind of lambasting himself about it, you know? Got a good love left, good Lord willing. Got a tractor to tow. The house on <laughs> Fantasy Farm for the new corn belt to the new Bible belt. Take me to the pilot light and sing me to sleep, you fantasy creep. <laughs> Why are you singing in a southern accent, though? Because it would make it great, because you could. You could. <laughs> it could. Yeah, that's right. You could, actually. That's fantasy true. creep harks back to the song Fantasy Creeps on oh, yeah, the yeah, Golden yeah. Boys. Yes, that's right. That's a outtakes record. We're all fantasy creeps, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> that's a great song, by the way, Fantasy Creeps. It is okay. uh, King Shit. That's on uh, yeah, King so, Shit. Yes, yes, that's right. Oh God, there's so there's so much. That, that's the thing. Once you get it's it's, uh, it's a universe, and, and it's very it's, daunting it's for people. It like sucks like, you into its own little world. If you tell if you want to get someone into God of a Voice, what do you tell them to listen to? I think the best thing is to make them like a tape, like a no. Sort of I a I would tape. say start with Under the Bushes Under the Stars. Oh really? Yeah. Not start uh, there. Thousand? No. 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 Start with Under the Bushes Under the Stars. It's very like sonically palatable. You know for. Someone that's not used to lo-fi. Or, yeah, that's true. How then, did you? How did you first get? He's palatable of like, Sonic. How did you discover God of My Voices. Um, it was through my friends John and Chad that were in. The, John is now playing in Monster Island, but they had Monster Island back then, oh, and they okay. brought. You know, they 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 were like, hey, I hear this band. You got to hear this band, and and it was Alien Lanes, I think. Okay, that was my intro. But um, so was that like ninety, like early nineties. No, it was uh, probably, it was like around the Creepy Tees time. It was probably like 97. Oh, later. Okay. Later. Yeah, it was a little later than that. I wasn't into them yeah. when, it, it, when it first came out. I, did, um, I discovered them through, through rap. But, but, so, but I was like a, a fan since then. Right. But I would like, if you're saying like, what do you start with? I would recommend Under the Bushes, Under the Stars. Okay. So Barry, that's going to be, every, at some point you'll have to listen to Okay. That. Everyone doesn't have my... Tastes on like being able to dive right into the lo-fi stuff. Oh, believe me, everyone doesn't have your taste in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get to the final song on the record, which is on the tundra. And uh, oh, I love this one. I know it's great. This is a really it catchy makes you want to flip the record over and play it again. Right? What do you think, Barry? Did, did you like this song? Yeah, I enjoyed. Actually, I mean, <laughs> even the stuff that was noisy. I mean, I have a pretty. You have a high tolerance. Yeah, Barry does. So, yeah, I was was listening to Glenn Bronco this afternoon. So this is, we're in familiar territory. There's not much that's not at least interesting with uh, God Above Voices. There's always, you're always going to find interesting things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there, you know, it's obviously, there's an intelligence at work. It's not just some, you know, fucking clown screwing around. He's definitely got a vision. Or or some California pavement. No, actually. You guys, you better, you're going to, I'm warning you, you're going to regret that. 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 Um, So, uh, yeah, so this is is a great uh, closer to the record. And and again, I think again, he's maybe singing about this this hobby of his that he can't shake. Because he says, on the tundra, we went under, we went under, we're going under now. On the tundra, we went to various, uh, no, vicious. We went to vicious places of dark and punished, punished faces. faces. Good. What I what I love. I'm sorry. I couldn't shake it or outgrow it. Swung Hell's Gate open now. Don't we know it? Yeah. Couldn't shake it. Yeah. He couldn't shake it and he couldn't outgrow it. What What I love about this one musically is it's so pretty and so fragile. Yes. That yeah. you almost can break it listening to it when it starts <laughs> but then when it gets going and it gains steam and it still has a hollow production to it it suddenly starts to get stronger and right. stronger and stronger till it ends and then you want to flip it over and hear over the neptune again i hear oh yeah well you definitely want to hear over the neptune again yeah, yeah definitely that's good um yeah so uh so yeah he says and then at the end he says and then one and then one day, maybe today, we'll justify the joke and make it our day. And, and they did do that. They justified the, the joke of yeah. Guided by Voices. I hope you guys are right about interpreting these lyrics. And it's, 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 there, there could get so much, it's yeah, so much so hate much, and vitriol. Nothing, n- none of it's about any of that. You guys are all, all wrong. Did you see, by I'm the right way, about everything. Did you see someone called us out on, oh, called you out on the buttholes? On, on the buttholes. So, okay. That was, Jello Bioffer was never on. Okay, but... The, I don't know. Somebody 
somebody needs to write in and, and tell us who's you know the voice at the I beginning looked, of Sweat I tried Love. to find out. I couldn't, I couldn't find it anywhere. I think it's jell <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. So we, uh, the Church of Guided by Voices, uh, it looks like you guys are, um, you know, you guys are true believers. So I th- I'm going to take you at your really, word. Uh, and I'm glad, uh, I'm really happy to have Derek here to talk about this. Because I couldn't, I wanted, I knew I wanted to do a Guided by Voice record, but I couldn't think like, how do you pick one? You know, but this was a really good one to do because like I said. Well, yeah, there was some enthusiasm about this pick. So the person that was most enthusiastic about, about this pick other than you is going to be on our show. So oh, without okay, doing, okay. Uh, oh, nice. doing a, a, a big star record. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. I want to come back for the big star show. Uh, yeah, we already you got You listen to you listen yeah, to. Yeah, you, that's right. All right. So what do we have now? So what are we doing next week? Okay. Do we know? Next week we have another another um, a guest from Orlando, Holly Towel, and uh, she picked as her album um, a record by the very underappreciated uh, band Felt from England, who put out a string of records in the '80s that are all unique and wonderful and there's some of the greatest uh, guitar records that you'll probably listen to they, they, they're fantastic and uh, very singular and the felt is led by a gentleman who has only one name Lawrence and so we'll be doing uh, probably the, the, the probably the best felt record is uh, Strange Idols Pattern uh, That's and, probably uh, the one I've heard because I know I've heard Feldman. They're really there's good. A, there's I quite a few it. of them. Like they put out quite a few records, but this one is just a fantastic record, and uh, we will be discussing it next week on that record. Got behind. All right, cool. So this is it. Then. Thanks again, Derek Hyde, for being our guest. Thank you guys for having me. I hope you had a good time. Uh, Did you enjoy it? Yeah, oh, this was awesome. This was so much fun. Right. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming, and this was great. And once again, that's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we'll see you guys next week. 